This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Eric Branson, and with me as always, my good friends Joe Peterson and Ryan Stiskel. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. The stomach is is on a certain, like, gauntlet right now. Like, just this iron crucible, and I'm hoping that I come out stronger. <laughs> this you will. You Things will. like this make make you stronger. Build I mean, character. This this, this this kind of move. This is like it's like a big dose of fiber. It's just gonna yeah. get everything moving. Oh my god! And like <laughs> tackle this with like the upcoming like election, the midterm elections coming up. There's just this month this is just like I just want to enjoy Thanksgiving. Was, yeah. I feel like this was kind of the perfect movie for election eve, and uh, you know when people listen to this, obviously know that this is you know we're weeks back, but uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, the eve of the 2022 midterm election, so uh, no yeah, I think we've channeled the right kind of energy for the way I feel about it. So, yeah. really, uh, Peter Jackson work. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, when everything just feels gross, even when it's not supposed to, it feels kind of gross. Right. Just dirty, yeah. so, just uh, dirty, dirty, dirty. So dirty. Yeah. How's everything been going uh, outside of politics and/or gross Muppets? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Just keeping up watching movies and shows. We were chatting a bit beforehand about um, some series that are on. I just saw a film that was on Shutter that I'll recommend again uh, called Speak No Evil. Uh, yeah, incredibly disturbing film. But it, if if you're if uh, the first review I read about it was somebody's like, oh yeah, that movie was fucking soul crushing. I'm like, oh well, now I gotta see it. And <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Totally is, totally yeah. is. But is there's this a, a sequel. Yeah. Se- sequel to what was this? Hear no evil. Uh, speak no evil. Ah, uh, was this a sequel? Yeah. Sequel to uh, see no evil, the one with uh, with Kane. The, with Kane. Wrestler. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, I remember that. No, I don't. No, I don't believe that's a. This is a sequel too. <laughs> It's a, it's a weird yeah. sequel. Like I don't really see the connection, but no. somebody could retcon it's, it. It's I'm becoming sure. a Cloverfield type situation. It's just get us get us JJ Abrams. He will retcon this. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that needs to be the new drinking game. Like you get to play JJ Abrams. Somebody spits out two totally unrelated movies, and you have to find out how they're connected. Oh man, you that to... sounds like a lot of fun, actually. You know, yeah. you, you. I think there's like when it comes to J.J. Abrams, you want it's like you want to be J.J. Abrams who starts a trilogy, not the J.J. A- Abrams who ends a trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Or, or you know, ends a fandom. So yeah. <laughs> one at a time. Two of them. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least he's uh, ended things before they've gotten started. So <laughs> what's in the mean, box? But you Sorry. know. He still yeah. owes me for Lost, and I bring that up all the time. But that's... <laughs> still owes me for <laughs> well, lots of things. So. The Star Wars sequels. Hey, I like Super Eight, but anyway. 
Yeah, that one wasn't bad. <laughs> it was it was a great example of how he can say, "Look, I'm Steven Spielberg for Halloween." You know, <laughs> he pulled oh, yeah. off the costume nicely. Let's jump back on because how Grant for too long if we don't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> but uh, what about you guys? Oh. Kind of the same thing. We just uh, kind of finished up our Halloween watching, um, you know, movies, and that was weeks ago. We didn't get to a lot. Well, yeah, well, on the podcast, but you know, <laughs> in real life here, but we didn't get to much this year. But um, yeah, rewatched some good stuff. Our Halloween night uh, watch was actually American Werewolf in London for the you know hundred and fiftieth time, but it's a uh, always a good one. So yeah. Um, I told you guys the story last week, but we got to the end of uh, watching that, and uh, my wife said to me, "Like, she's like, I think that's the first time I've seen that movie all the way through." And I was kind of like, "What? What? <laughs> like, I, I've seen this movie like this is a double digits movie for sure." Um, and yeah, I, I don't even know if I believe her at this point, but yeah, <laughs> so she claims it's the first time she had actually sat down and watched that or paid attention to it might be the actual. Well, now now she needs to watch the um, the the overshining sequel of American Werewolf in Paris. Nobody needs to Nobody. watch American Werewolf in Paris. We oh, haven't I'm sure even. We will someday. Well, but. I was just gonna say we haven't even reviewed that one, and probably for good reason because it's like, what more do you have to say? It's terrible. Yeah. What did you guys say? Like what? Movies in the early two thousands somehow have a weird cringe factor to them. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. many ways, in like no, every in way all possible, ways, in every yeah. fucking conceivable way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's been kind of an odd thing with like the streaming networks and the streaming services, which have all these old TV shows from the '90s and '80s that you can go back and watch. How uncomfortable so many of them are, and <laughs> just like this, yeah. you know, they're trying to remake a lot of the a lot of them now in like updated versions, and they're not having the same kind of grab on audiences and. Yeah, because nobody's asking for it. Even the, those of us that grew up with the originals were not asking for a remake. Right. You know, it's hard enough to watch the original ones. That's so, why I always like uh, cer- certain reimaginings are always great. Like, for example, like what would it be like if like the Muppet Show was a raunchy uh, expose <laughs> on what it's like to be in the entertainment business. Well, you're in luck. Because... Oh my God, am I? <laughs> Define yeah. luck. Specifically yeah. defined. We <laughs> we are going to talk about the uh, 1989 Peter Jackson film Meet the Feebles. Just once in a lifetime, there comes a motion picture so courageous, so explosive that all else pales in comparison. A motion picture that breaks with convention. Disregards taboos. Risks 90 days in jail. Feeling shy. Are you blessed? This is a family show, for Christ's sake. And digs deep into hitherto unexplored regions. This is such a picture. Oh, what beautiful white fur. The barriers are down. Sex. I'm hot, Fletch, but not the way you think. Drugs. 
animal husbandry. Why did you bring it here? It's not mine. You know it's not. We'll let the court decide that, shall we? Corruption. Barry, do we align? From the killing fields of Vietnam to the playing fields of Beverly Hills. This is the motion picture that dares to probe the secret innermost fears. It's the big one, Harry. No, it can't be. I've taken precautions. That eats at the heart. That tears at the soul. Please, God. I know I've been a bad bunny. From Peter Jackson, the director who gave you bad taste, comes a movie with no taste at all. Meet the Feebles, a motion picture that gives all it's got. Meet the Feebles, the adult puppet movie with something to offend everyone. Please. Don't tell your friends how it all comes out in the end. Yippee! How do I do it? <laughs> yeah, so early Peter Jackson work. This is his, uh, his follow-up to the movie we talked about last week, which is Bad Taste. So um, let me get you a, a super short synopsis here. Uh, fame-seeking members of the animal kingdom experience the sleazier side of, the show, of show business in this puppet-filled parody. So. <laughs> puppet filled. Yeah, I puppet filled. Sorry. I, yeah, sorry. I should have vetted that. Uh, I usually just go and Google, and they usually have pretty good synopsis. That one's poor, but anyway. So, it's, I mean, yeah, I it's, it. it's the Muppet Show behind the scenes after dark. It's right. the Triple yeah. X Muppet Show for sure. Or it's probably the actual, I don't know. And no, I think Jim Henson ran a pretty tight crew. Um,. <laughs> The tagline for this movie says it all, and I think it was uh, something along the lines from the director of Bad Taste comes to the movie with no taste, and uh, it's, uh, <laughs> so I oh, think yeah. I think they, yeah, kind of says it all. Um, this movie this came is out a, the this year is it was a, born. Yeah. 89. So. This is a Ryan pick, so what? Yeah, yeah, I was going to admit, uh, this was my enticed reaction. Enticed you to, to pick Meet well, the Feebles. It's because, uh, as we're starting to do this kind of new thing the last few months, is, like, one of us will pick a movie, and then the other two kind of respond to that movie uh, in some weird, rudimentary connection. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Eric, this month, chose... what would you chose a uh, uh, female Jim. trouble which is actually the way it ended up being scheduled it's coming next week we it's going to be at the end yet, so, and then yeah. so joe and i had our things and i was i was very quick i'm like well clearly this is going to be a theme of just movies with bad taste right um <laughs> and so i remember meet the feebles being mentioned a lot i've never seen it I am aware, I was aware, and I'm like, eh, this seems like it fits in. So, it's essentially like, it's like that kid, um, when you have to, like, pick your assignments, and you're picking, like, what you think is the easiest one, and it turns out the historical character that you've chosen is actually, like, complicated as fuck, and, uh, very difficult to navigate, and you're like, oh, fuck. Fuck me sideways. And and he's a a walrus who's first seen (laughs) fucking a Siamese cat on screen. It, yeah, yeah. Among other fucking things, which that is, was yeah. the least offensive <laughs> thing that yeah, I've watched. I was going to say, which is one today. of the lighter scenes in this <laughs> Really? <laughs> how about how about this? Fly eating a spoonful of shit. <laughs> Graphically. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gra- yeah, like falling out of his mouth, and you know, 
and I, like some, I, it's not some, called milk strings when it's shit but that kind of thing in the yeah so. i uh. i will i will the the version that we we watched it on tubi by the way folks you can watch this on tubi um, yeah for free Go check it out <laughs> Uh, but the resolution, whoever is, it, it is, it is very poor. It is like 671, whatever the it fuck is it is. It is 100% a rip from a VHS tape because you could see the little like, uh, yeah, like tracking issues here and there, like in the, yeah. I, I like how you can choose to go even lower to 138. And I can tell you this much. I have never been so happy to have shitty quality for a film in certain scenes, specifically the shit-eaten one. But <laughs> pixelated shit-eaten is still shit-eaten. Your imagination apparently fills in the gaps. No yeah. one tells you about that optical illusion. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. you guys go. <laughs> so, um... So Ryan, yeah, this this, so, this so I take it this was a first time <laughs> for you. <laughs> you know what? You'd be surprised. <laughs> I've seen flies eat shit before. Yes, this no, was a first viewing yeah. for me, and it was something that I chose. But those are the <laughs> always always the more entertaining episodes, I guess. Yes. Uh, even for myself. How about you, Joe? What, what's your history with Meet um, the Feebles? I saw this again early two thousands, shortly after the Lord of the Rings movies came out, because I was on a <laughs> odd flex. Odd flex. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, because it was like I, I want to see all the other Peter Jackson movies and I had seen Dead Alive I saw Bad Taste and then I saw this um, I think I saw this one in college and that seems fair yeah. it uh, yeah that, that opened some doors yeah it's specifically when the door opens and there's a walrus fucking a cat I was like whoa what am I watching now um, <laughs> gotta explain well, this one to it mom. starts with the, uh, the like the musical number and then like yeah, within that scene yeah, what's going on? You get yeah, a taste of like a few minutes of that. But taste, like, don't but... say taste. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can but we just it, avoid it, yeah. the term taste for the next month, please? I, I, so I, I don't think I had seen it since then. So this was the first time watching in a very long time. Yeah, uh, same here. In fact, the time that you watched it in college may have actually been the time that I watched it in college as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not positive. I do remember renting this from either it's either blockbuster or that other video store that i always i comment yeah. on how the cult movies and stuff uh in carbondale but um and i still can't remember what it was called um but i'm not sure we watched it together we probably did just knowing mm -hmm. um but yeah that's the only time i've seen it was that one that one time so my memories of it were distinct at points like i could remember like some of the more um memorable scenes in it uh but yeah, it turns out like I, I, there wasn't really anything that I wasn't remembering because there's not a whole lot of plot outside of like just kind of a behind the scenes expose of a Muppets like entertainment show. Uh, yeah, it's so, a like, lot the, of the dark side of puppet theater, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, I would say there's a there's a lot of narratives going on at once, but they're all they're not super complicated. They're not super original. It's just it's all these different types of kind of side narratives that you would expect in the in in a in a, the background scenes of the entertainment industry but done with puppets yeah. done with muppet like puppets think of any of the seedy stories you could think of from the entertainment industry whether it's drug addiction or you know um Wally's fucking a cat illicit sex uh <laughs> um yeah, they got the reporter fly that you mentioned you know that's uh oh like tried to write an expose yeah. on the uh 
um, bunny puppet who has an AIDS-like disease that they make a you know a sex disease as they call it in here, but it's certainly a you know a adaptation of you know AIDS. They don't Especially, actually yeah, use yeah. that word, fortunately. <clears throat> but just uh, call it like the sex disease or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but and then you get like the naive uh, young actor and as the the yep. porcupine. Yeah, which and... actually, if you break this down to the bare bones of the plot, it is the exact same plot of Jason Segel's Muppet movie, the first Disney Muppet movie. Yeah. Oh, um, God. Yeah. Like <laughs> literally the same plot. It's like, wow, did he just watch Meet the Feebles and be like, I'm just gonna like do this with you know the real muppets and, <laughs> and slightly <laughs> less drugs a um, little bit less drugs and shit eating and you know like what would, what would kermit be like if he had a heroin addiction <laughs> that's <laughs> what you know what i what i love about this though is they fully commit oh in, yeah in this film it's... like with the the silly kind of cartoonish voices you know cuz there was um there was that one movie that came out a couple years ago, uh, like something about Happy Street or something with Melissa McCarthy, and it's like it's a like oh, buddy yeah. cop movie, but with oh, Muppets, yeah. and, and they're just like oh, you know it's regular voices, and you know it it was funny. I, I did see it; it wasn't terrible, but I love how like you know when you first meet the Hedgehog Robert, you know he's got the speech impediment. He was like, "My name is Wubbut," and it's yep. fucking adorable. <laughs> And then you see everything happening around him, and well, and and yeah. Roberts, you're you're like straight laced, you know, like he is the he's the one character, like two, I guess, because Lucille, who is his love interest in this, ends up being a you know a fairly uh, straight laced character as well. But like, yeah, he he is your I don't know, good to the core, like from a from the small town, come to the big city, kind of like. Naive first being shit. exposed to yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, totally naive and yeah. He's your I can't remember the name of the little like, you were puppet, puppet guy in that Muppet movie <laughs> yeah. that was coming to join the Muppet show, but it's literally yeah, it's the same character, really. But you don't really get him a lot. Like you get him, but uh he, he's not like a the main character. There isn't really a main no, character. No, but he No and he he is kinda like like you're thinking Walter from the, the Yeah. Walter, Muppets. that's who it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is coming. Melissa like, McCarthy movie that was the Happy Time Murders. Happy Time the Murders. Way. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, but the character of Robert, and he's not just you know the straight man, but he's who you're in, being introduced to this whole troop world. Yeah. Through. So, yeah. which is which is kind of an old I, trope. I mean, you know, like, I think the first Hellboy movie did that. Yeah, they know. bring in like the 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 relatable character to introduce you to like this world of. Yeah. You know what? After Behind like you get and... shown like a walrus fucking a cat within like the first ten minutes, I think it's okay to have like a little bit of like the like traditional weird shit just just to breathe. Yeah, because yeah. there's so yeah. much more after. Like when you go it... back to like this is boring. This is boring. Rob Wobber is boring as fuck. But my god, it just feels nice to take a breath. I actually, and it's it's a weird, it's a weird feeling when I'm watching this, but I actually feel like they would have done a little more of focus on Robert, be, uh, and like have it be kind of his journey into. They could have totally cut all the gross out stuff because it definitely has the effect they were going for. And I think they could have they could have done that, um, making him like just this, like, let's say like if you split the story into like the eight different parts or whatever of the characters you like really see their story making him just one equal part of that was kind of 
I don't know. It almost feels like this this movie is a series of like vignettes, even though there's characters that keep reoccurring. Yeah. It doesn't really have a like strong narrative to it. No. I think you could have it's used kind of Robert. Mess, really. You could have used yeah. Robert to do that. Yeah. And perhaps that's where he originated in the you know in the script or whatever. But it just doesn't come across in the finished product. But yeah, I definitely, definitely agree. There's a lot lost. of these vignettes. Like you've got the character Sid, who's the elephant, who's the animal tamer, which all he does is just yeah. like whip these tribbles. It's like yeah. all he seems to do. Oh. And then you find out he has a a, a child with a former showgirl, Sandy, yeah, who's a it, chicken. An and, illegitimate yeah. child that he's yeah, claiming he's not the father and, of. And and it's an, an elephant an Ella chicken an Ella chicken they call it. It's an <laughs> elephant chicken hybrid. Um, oh, and Arthur uh, Arthur, the fucking worm who sees it. He's the backstage manager. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. kind of he's kind of okay he's though. He's great. Yeah. Yeah, but he's he, okay. He too. just looks at the thing and looks right back at him. Got your eyes though. <laughs> <laughs> then it shows. I love it because the next shot is the, of the face, and he's got it's like literally the, the same head. face as yeah. Sid, like stuck on a chicken. <laughs> like, it's like it's funny because there's a pause when he looks back at him. He's just like thinking like because they're friends, and he doesn't want to like. There's just like this back and forth about how good of friends they are, and then he's just like not trying to be insulting. Like he's just got your eyes though. <laughs> like he's like. <laughs> don't know how yeah. it's nice to say that but i mean um, there's the really long extended vignette from uh Wineyard, the frog and oh. his vietnam flashbacks oh yeah yeah he's a vietnam vet with a heroin addiction who can't get a fix for most of the movies because there's a heroin problem because blanche the, the the walrus that was fucking the cat in the earliest scene is the is the manager he's the he's the guy that owns the show he's the the founder of the feebles and uh, he's uh, on the down low is, 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 you know, feeding the drugs to his cast or at least to, you know, this one. Um, Whoever wants it, it seems. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he has he has a disagreement with his drug supplier. So there's a subplot there. I mean, there's a hundred subplots here, but like, yeah. So, so they're, they have to go down to the docks and face off with Mr. Big at one point in this. Uh, I will. I'll tell you what, if this if this this story was done with just human characters, I would lose who's who. But because these are just these <laughs> giant animal or small animal puppets, it's just, it kind of weirdly helped to navigate yeah. this fucking story. It's like, I don't know their names, but I know who that is. That's yeah, the walrus. And, and there's <laughs> a lot going on throughout this whole thing. We also have, um, uh, what's the rat's name that does the Peter? Trevor. 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 Kind oh, of the, the, the Peter inspired rat who is a also a, uh, you know, porn producer. And... Can you say it again? My Alexa is talking to me. I don't know what I said to wake it up. but You said sorry. porn rat, and it's just like it woke the <laughs> fuck like, up. Sorry, I can't find that. It's like, uh, give me a second. It's like, yeah, oh, I just got no. Reported, I just got reported to something. <laughs> you um, are now no. on a list. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Trevor the Rat, who's also on the down low producing porn films with some of the female ca- chorus members, um, and his his big star Daisy the Cow or Madame Bovine, as she's called in the with the pierced udders, <laughs> God. G- giant pierced udders. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. God! Oh, yeah, just... it's it's just it does it 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 effectively like it it it's very on point of going all the way with everything it does it, it fully commits to being i don't know to pushing the envelope i guess but oh yeah it does so, like the... unapologetically which i would say you know it's it's fine i i don't 
I can't pretend to be like this weird prude or anything. Like, there's certain things that I do watch, like Adult Swim humor and shit, that like some of it hits for me, and other parts just like there not there does some, not work. Yeah, um, there are some legitimately very funny moments in this movie. I feel like there are yes. also some stuff I feel like doesn't land quite as much, and I'm gonna try try hard not to review it yet but like I, I do feel like the disjointedness of it kind of hurts my experience of it as a movie but there's some yeah. great stuff here and then there's some other stuff I'm kind of like that doesn't that doesn't work for me necessarily and it's not necessarily if it's gross or not because even some of the gross stuff I think is funny but then some of the gross stuff I don't think is fun so it's like it's hit or miss in a lot of places but well I it's 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 so many characters and so many different narratives but in an hour and a half long movie yeah. which has a budget which clearly yeah. has a budget we talked we talked a bit about robert being our, our kind of one of our quote-unquote main characters i think blanche certainly is another one but really the 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 character that gets the most screen time the most attention paid to her narrative is our starlet of the feebles show heidi the hippo oh who's yeah. a, obviously a parody of of miss piggy mm-hmm. um and uh, she's kind of your naive starlet who fell in love with Blanche at some point and has just kind of been at his beck and call ever since. And she is an aging star who has put on some weight and uh, is basically her career is in the is at the point of ending when we find her here in this in this movie. Blanche has moved on to younger talent, as we've mentioned, the Siamese cat. Uh, who is he's going to um, be, is going to become the new star of his show? Or at least that's what he's telling her. I don't know if that's uh, actually in his plans whatsoever. But yeah. Um, so Heidi the hippo is on the way out. She's just starting to kind of figure that out in this movie. But I, I think that narrative is actually that's the story that gets so the most screen time. Yeah. In, in this, yeah. It's kind of painful because it's just like she doesn't but, seem like a terrible person, just a naive person. And like maybe one who's just like who's just trying the best, uh, but but of a drama queen too. Like you said, the Miss Piggy oh, yeah, parallel yeah. parallels yep. are quite. She's clear, essentially exactly but... the same character as Miss Piggy. If you put Miss Piggy, she's nicer. I would say situation. she's nicer than Miss she... Piggy. Like she, yeah, she I guess can she be, doesn't. She she get she gets sad easily, but she I don't. She's not quick to anger. Well, no, she's not quick to anger. It, I mean, it's not a until slow she, burn. Yeah, at the yeah. <laughs> The final climax of the movie. Certainly, she's got some. Yeah, it all there comes. comes it all anger, comes out. Yeah, yeah, it does. It all boils over. It's a lot of repressed them. anger. I, I did want to comment, especially about the the Heidi the hippo mm-hmm. puppet, which is really <laughs> mostly like a person in a suit. Yeah, very similar to like with the Muppets and their large monsters like Sweetums and stuff like that. You know. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, it this the, the scene when she's out for a jog just fucking cracks me up <laughs> because it just works so well like it it's clearly a guy in a suit with this giant puppet head on mm-hmm. you know and these giant it's hey, just boobs. a mascot running down giant head, just giant running puppet new zealand yeah. like yeah but i think it's oh. the minimal bodysuit stuff mm-hmm. like they don't really go too over the top with that and it just but it's clearly a person running in a suit and it, it just works really well. <laughs> yeah, they they have a nice mix of it. it didn't, this was made on you know a fairly what they'd spend a looks like they spent a quarter Seven, of a million. Oh yeah. no, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So 
uh, substantially more money than, than Bad Taste was, but still, to do an entire puppet movie, I think this is relatively low-budget production. I think it shows in places, but there's other places the puppet work is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, it. I wouldn't say that they they made a Muppet movie here. That's obviously what they're parody, parodying. Parodying? I can't even say it. But, um, but they don't quite make that. It's more conventional puppets, and there's a lot of like human suit work. Like I don't remember what the bulldog character's name is. I'm looking through the, the list of characters, but there's oh, a, I, a, bull, I just a bulldog type. Um, there's a warthog named Cedric. There's... Um, uh, Blanche, Heidi, um, are all of those are like Barry. Full, hu- full human is Barry is the Barry. bulldog. Yeah, yeah, those are all like full human suits. They, they they all have kind of the look still. I mean, they're but yeah, you're like you're you mentioned Sweetums and the Muppets. Like that's he was obviously a full human uh-huh. type they, suit as well. But they also have a whale, a blue whale that yes, comes later do. on, yeah. and they also have a. Um, a weird fish sea creature down below for a brief scene that that's when that's during the snuff film situation well, not it wasn't supposed to be a snuff film the porn film situation and then uh madame bullvine accidentally kills her roach uh partner yeah. and he the rat trevor just throws the dead body into, <laughs> into the, the mouth of a giant weird decayed fish looking thing isn't um, that mr yeah. big though I thought no. There's technically different things. Are they different? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but Mr. Big is. I see. But they're both look very decayed. I thought the exact same thing, but I looked into it. it looks yeah. Like just like I guess they're both different. Because Mr. Mr. Big, the Big was drug the, dealer, is the is whale. The gangster. Yeah. 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 But that that they drove a car through that. So it's like <laughs> yeah. so they they, they went, really they do went range. Derek on the on that whale like they just drove through all the way like <laughs> really kind of disembowel like a dis uh, un compacted the bowels you would yep. say with uh yeah. Just... yeah the um especially the scene when they what what leads them to have to go meet mr big is when they finally do get the cocaine that they purchased from oh god barry that was and such cedric an scene yeah and they find out that it's not cocaine it's oh, they borax give it to, they give it to dennis they we give it to dennis, dennis the, the perverted yeah. aardvark <laughs> yep. Who snorts it in his face fucking creating some sort of semen-esque substance from his nose, which, you know, looks like a... His whole yeah. face looks like a dick and balls. Let's just... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> we also got to see his dick and balls at one scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah. Again. Yay. Yay, Dennis. <laughs> but yeah, you know, he snorts the... the, the I was going to say Clorox. Uh... <laughs> He snorts the shit, face melts, and then they make the fucking little, uh, was it the hench goon thing that uh, that delivered the drugs? They forced it upon him, and just yeah. watched him fucking turn to like yellowish goop. And I gotta say, I it's like I don't know what it was. It's just like I got I again I get invested in things. It doesn't matter how fucking corny it is, <laughs> like it's 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 real. Like the reactions is is if if I'm really watching it, it's that effective on me, and that really threw me. It's kind of like the shoe mountain scene in fucking Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. these aren't good people, but that doesn't make it any any easier. <laughs> Sometimes you know. But there's uh there's Ryan's favorite character, 
which is FW Fly. The, the fucking fly. The uh, yes. tabloid reporter fly who keeps har- hanging around Harry, who's sick from some disease. And he's oh, and he's to, wasting away quick. Wasting away. He's vomiting everywhere, and he's got lesions all over his face. And Oh, and one oh, of them yeah. pops and good hits gross, the mirror. Yeah, moments oh, my with... God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this fly Just... keeps, like, showing up in the toilet and all this eating shit. With a spoon! Yeah, yeah. Well, well that's know. how they that end up dealing with I it. In the end, is, is Blanche uh, or somebody runs out, it's like, who was it that laid the giant sticky shit back there in the in the dressing room? And the fly's like, oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh my god. And they rip his wings off and yeah. toss him down the fucking shitter. Toss him down the shitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This. So it many just. just Oscar I, snubbed the whole way through. <laughs> there and yeah. each time they they tore the like they were torturing this fly, which is fine. It's actually like you don't. It's like I don't feel bad about this fly. This fly's a prick. Um, they did have like a joke, like a punchline or like pun every time. It's like, oh look, another left wing um, reporter, <laughs> left wing <laughs> journalist. journalist. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> And then they just kept going with that, and it's like, I'm laughing. <laughs> what, yeah. what did you think of the music in this? Because it oh is gosh, a musical. Musical numbers, yeah. Oh shit! There, there is. A I, Mainly, I feel Heidi, like I okay. There are yeah. some. There, are, it, one especially, and we'll have to talk about this one musical number at the end that is, you know, definitely worth the price of admission all by itself. I feel like the musical <laughs> yeah. numbers could have been better like after seeing this final one we'll talk about in a second i feel like there could have been more humor and more like use the music a little better throughout the film like it's it's like outside so ripe. of the show yeah it's so ripe for having some funny musical numbers and i don't think you should do like you know there shouldn't be 10 or something but like a couple more really you just get heidi's numbers and then you get like kind of bits and pieces of some other things that people are doing yeah. And then you have the stage manager, the the fox whose name is God this Sebastian. Is Sebastian. I'm looking at this cast list, and there's like five actors that do all these characters, so it's just this ridiculously long number. And I, yeah, Sebastian is the uh, yeah. Yeah, he's stage a red manager, fox. fox or he's the director. Sorry, the worm is the stage manager, but yeah, he's um, the director of the show. And uh, yeah, sends his his big number that he's talking about the whole. Oh yeah, he kept insisting that this needed to be in, and he kept well, yeah, he kept wanting to have. Well, he he almost kind of threatened, like, well, if we don't get this all put together, I'm going to have to come off, you know, go on stage and do my big number and save the show and all this stuff. To which Bletch does not like at all. He's like, no, "No, we are not doing that because he's trying. (laughs) Bletch is trying to sell this show to like make it syndicated. So he's like, this is a big night, family, yeah, family show. Make a deal with the network. Yep. Get. But you don't find out until so, the end what that big number is. Yeah, and, and it's it a, quite the surprise. Yeah, it, it is a three-minute song, pays tribute to the act of sodomy, along with props and uh, and columns and yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well hung set design. Yeah, um, well endowed. And but. it is, it is probably the. It's definitely the funniest musical moment in this movie. It might be the best. The, the like I think laugh out loud funniest piece of the entire film. It just, it's uh, probably the best uh, puppet musical piece of all time. 
<laughs> it might be. I think that, so. Like like blown up condoms like being thrown up in the air in the background. <laughs> and you know, be, uh, butt shaped clouds. Because it was kind of low quality and everything on Tubi, I'm I'm hearing the song and I'm trying to like make out what the fuck he's talking about and I see the condom balloons flying around. I'm like, are those condoms? And then it all clicked. <laughs> and I went, oh. It's it's funny because this that was not a memory I had from seeing it. Like, I remembered a lot of the gross-out scenes. I remember how the movie ends. I remember some things about it. I didn't remember the Sodomy song. And this time watching it, like, that was probably, like... like how can you forget? The funniest <laughs> moment. Like, yeah, like, I, I feel like... And I like how it was kind of built in, like, almost to the climax of the film. Like, it, it's just, you know... Apparently, it, you do forget good. your first time. Here, I guess here's so. here's the weird part. I think I know why you forget it. There are so many outrageous, like raunchy things throughout this that go in like certain directions. That's like you can't forget this. The sodomy song was oddly enough probably like one of the most light-hearted it, bits. Yeah, it almost seems Monty Python esque. It honestly. does. Yes, like it's it but does. like kind of cheery and joyful, and like yeah. everything else is not joyful in this fucking well, movie. It, it's yeah. it's like so misery. We've got Harry. You know, like his big number is always that he you know pops out of a carrot and then the carrot flies up like a rocket. Except the night of the big show, Harry comes out and he's all <laughs> fucked up and he just looks like a zombie. Almost looks like a zombie. Face, comes crawling like, yeah. out of it and he just <laughs> power pukes Vomits all over the place. <laughs> When you have, like, some kind of fluid that comes out and you can't tell whether or not it's more yellow or green, you probably, you, you made you made quite the concoction. Um, well, we find out at the end he didn't actually have the sex disease. He just had, like, rabbit, what did they say? It was rabbit like, pox. Ra- rabbit like pox Like a severe case of yeah. rabbit pox. Yeah. So he goes... Because yeah. Dr. Quack uh, yeah. got it wrong. <laughs> There's no also the, the stage performer that's the contortionist. Oh who God. ends up getting his own yeah, head stuck up his own that. ass? Who's also yeah. probably the only character that it's like a human-like yeah, puppet? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed that he's the only one that's not an animal. Yeah, um, he's doing like his yoga, like contortion thing, and then he like trips and falls off his little stand, and yeah, jams yeah. his head up his own ass. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of rolls around. The worst part is when he pulls. Yeah. It, finally, he's able to pull it out. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> The second it happened, just knowing how the, what I had seen up to that point, like I kind of felt that one coming. I don't know if that's. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I didn't. I, that was... I didn't think about it happening, but when it happened, I'm, I wasn't surprised. <laughs> like, yeah. um, yeah, nope, that checks. <laughs> yeah, because this movie, like, if there's a fluid or some sort of gross thing that they can, it, it's gonna, yeah, it's, it's there. It's coming out. It's gonna fly. Like that's. Literally, it's kind You're, of like a a guar concert in that. In that it way. really is, I yeah. I mean, well, and then the big climax is when Bletch finally yells at uh, Heidi and says, "Yeah, you're not the future of the show. You're done," and you know, oh, leaving again, you. kind of heart wrenching. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He just I, just like lays into her in a way you never want to see, even see somebody like just humiliated because she's she's. Very naive, but at the same time very authentic, I think, in her yeah. affection. And, and, yeah, he just... In a very vulnerable situation, oh, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. just that that feeling it, of abuse. Just is, and it pushes her mm. over the edge to the point where she's, you know, hallucinating everybody, laughing at her, and, you know. So. 
And then she tries to kill, like, uh... She tries to kill herself by hanging herself. herself and ends up falling through, like, two floors. After bungeeing a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, this is after she's humiliated and called called fat and repulsive by by Blatch, so, like, yeah. And, and then, then she tries... just adds insult to injury, as they say, like... And then she tries to shoot herself, but as she's preparing to, Samantha, the cat, walks in and is really fucking cruel. Like, don't let me stop you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, the safety's on, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you yeah. know what? And that's so what... I'm going to shoot the bitch. <laughs> and, then and, so, and so Heidi starts off on a killing spree with yeah. a machine gun. Making Holy this shit. the second earlier Peter Jackson film to feature a shooting spree in a public place. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and this this one is quite bizarre, too. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, and so pretty much all this happens, you know, in front of the audience, well, who run, you know, screaming for their lives. Um, right. And then at the end, you get a nice little wrap-up of what happened to the survivors. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of so with the with the whole shooting shit. Before we jump to that, like, there are some impressive kills. Yeah, in a lot of this. Oh that, yeah. Um, <laughs> they may be puppets, but when they get blown apart, they're very uh, got a lot of blood and guts inside. A lot of viscera. Because yeah. this last the last like so like with how the story is all fucking kind of messy and then like I won't lie like, and I don't think I'm gonna be the only one saying this. It kind of felt at times it was dragging a bit. Like, it was kind of hard to focus. Mm -hmm. But third act, once fucking Heidi lost her shit and went on this rampage, it all came together beautifully. Because we also got the sodomy song. We got, like, there's... All of this is happening (laughs) simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, um, And it's just, like, holy shit. Like, (laughs) all this, like, painful disaster finally ends in, like... A beautifully violent fucking like climax, um, yeah. Yeah, it sticks the landing. Mm. Yeah, weirdly <laughs> enough. Weirdly enough, um, it finds a way to. Uh, but yeah, it uh, kind of pulls it together. Yeah, I, the the only, I mean, the storyline with Robert and Lucille and the oh, romance yeah. and that, you get tired that of that one very quick. Yeah, that one. That one seems to be one of the main plots, but it's the one that like that spends the most time on that it doesn't really tie up, except in that last you know graphic screen of like, oh, they got married and Robert. So, you know. well, we didn't mention when Trevor the Rat drugged her and started to yeah. assault her, and then Wobbert. I know his name is Robert, but he pronounced it Wobbert, and that's really fun to say. <laughs> uh, when Wobbert fucking sees it and like. Does the grossest fucking thing of any yeah. character who is like this, instead of like, oh, this person I just proposed to and have his undying love for, I'm not going to see if she's okay. I'm just going to assume the worst and leave. Yeah. Like, assume the worst out of her. And when she's trying to ask for help, just fucking, like, you're fucking awful. You dwank. Yeah. You dwank and she's, you're just she's a floozy. loose and she's a lush. Like yeah. That. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh my fucking god! Yeah. This this Robert mo- lost all his credibility. Mormon fucking in that asshole. Yeah, yeah Wobbit. Wobbit. <laughs> yeah, but then decides to fucking save her, like at the yeah, like the Errol Flynn ending. Yeah, on the on the, yeah. Uh, on the rope and saves her from from Heidi. Oh, although also, it does seem like it, 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 the 
throughout anybody who is like morally okay and anybody who is like morally not got divided at the end. Like most of the survivors were those good, you know, like, those good characters that like yeah. Sid the elephant. Oh, there is the one scene before the before the the killing occurs that like um well, and Sid's they, really got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we're we're they don't really know they need to do something because their next the next person up isn't going to happen, so they just push Sid out and he has to piss and he's just kind of yeah. talking about that in front of the audience, but they think it's a bit and then the chicken comes back with his kid and just calls <laughs> out his fucking dirty laundry about him yep. being just this awful fucking thing. <laughs> and it's just like, and they they're laughing. The audience just fucking laughs. And then yes, right. then he runs and pisses on all the fucking like, characters in his way. <laughs> uh, but then going back to the 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 massacre massacre going on, uh, and he like the chicken gets her head shot off, and in classic fashion, she's running around. The baby's crying, and Sid decides to go save the baby and like my yep. boy gets his knees blown out in the process but then fucking saves the baby but that fucking chicken man oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like like it was doing two different it was like one says so like please don't shoot this baby you told i i it's one of these types of situations where like yeah i can feel like they'll go there uh and mm -hmm. I'm glad yeah it, in this movie it's like yeah I, they might go there like yeah but yep, that ends with him actually like, fuck it, go for it. Man. Yeah, well yeah. that that's the moment he's like, you know, my boy. So he like, my boy, he has this redeeming like, uh, yeah. um, yeah, see more yeah. the see more the Ella chicken. So I feel like that's a good segue into the final. Oh yeah, because yeah. you find out that at the end, um, Sid gets his legs repaired, and mm -hmm. he and Seymour start. Um, an orchard and they're they're horticulturists Strug struggling yeah. horticulturists they specifically <laughs> have to say yeah um arthur the worm goes on to receive an obe for his lifelong service in the theater and retires yeah. um of course robert and lucille were married married mm -hmm. yeah and uh oh and Se sebastian lives sebastian yep he yep. writes you know a, a book uh, the Feeble oh. Variety Massacre, One Man's mm -hmm. Act of Heroism. He's <laughs> uh, got the eye patch and everything, even though, he, like, earlier he hid in the carrot and the rocket went off and it crashed, so yeah. he fucking didn't do shit. Yeah. And you find out Heidi spent time in a uh, penitentiary for ten years, and then she's rehabilitated and now works as a checkout girl in a supermarket. Under, under a new, new identity. identity. Yep. Yeah. Like, wow, what a turnaround for her, but... I won't lie, I was kind of glad that it ended well for her. <laughs> I kind of, like, like, oh, God. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as horrific as it is, and I, again, like, you're putting modern context on this, it, you know, obviously with uh, mass shootings being something that is, it's very difficult to find humorous at this point um, in any way. It, it does her anger or at least her her wrath is is a little is righteous in this case unlike the 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 frighteners where i feel like it was it was not really used uh yeah as well but would i rather it had you know kind of been a different redemption or a different arc for her i suppose but yeah i don't know it do, it does cut right down the middle like it, it just wastes all the people that are moral morally not great people and kind of except for 
Except for Robert, I would I would I would have some issue there with uh, he he does not react well to the uh, Lucille thing, and I don't think he should get off scot free. But anyway, that's fine. <laughs> We're just pretending so. our heads that there was the long talking to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're fine. He the the poodle and the hedgehog had what two three kids that said mm-hmm. in their thing, right? So it's just yeah. like yeah, don't want to know what that looks like, but. <laughs> Well, and the uh, uh, apparently the Russian roulette Vietnam flashback um, was kind of filmed almost as a separate film called Frogs of War. Are you serious? Because no, <laughs> <laughs> they even have yeah, the, uh, the Deer Hunter style Russian roulette parody. and Yeah, yeah I was going to say the Deer Hunter thing I definitely got or homage there. So, but, but, Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Overall, this was just god i I, i'm ready to get into thoughts and reviews when you guys are but yeah yeah i I was gonna say if there was anything that like was uh kind of had to be discussed that we didn't i think we pretty much got to most of it um the uh unfortunate fate that um the why am i not remembering the bunny character the the sex disease bunny harry uh he he finds out he's cured uh, only to run out into the hallway to tell everybody he's all better to get wasted by the machine gun. So, yeah. like, that's, uh... Yeah. He kind of... Yeah. He's the kind of the start of the massacre. I know it was Samantha that was first shot, but then he was the next one, I yep. think it was. And that's where, the, like, it's a, like showed, like, oh, things are gonna happen. So... Yeah, yeah. Bletch, Bletch finally gets his, but I feel like he could have, uh... He gets off a little too easy because he's the kind of the orchestrator of all of the misery going on here. But I mean, he got his bla- brains blast out at it, blast out in the end. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't mention how like earlier on, like there was a fish that was auditioning for him, and he just ate it, and then later on puked it out. Oh right. On the golf yep. course. <laughs> And it was like, did I get the audition? This... And then died. And it's just like, oh my god. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this movie, every chance it has to be just over the top disgusting or make like the, you know, push it to, you know, whatever level, it, it takes that opportunity. Like, it's it's scenes that totally don't need to be covered in vomit and stuff. They're fluids of some sort. There's always, uh, they always take that opportunity to do so, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready uh, to lean in into my review. If you guys are okay, well, yeah. yeah. Why don't uh, what's lead it off, Joe? Why don't you lead it off? For okay. Us? Um. So yeah, second time viewing on this one, so I knew what I was getting into. But like any movie, if if you know you're watching it specifically to review it, you you look for different things, and it's hard to see those things because this movie's really fucking gross, just all over. <laughs> um, but. It, just like we talked about with bad taste, um, if you know what you're getting into with it, it's actually pretty fun. It's it is totally disgusting. It's it's a lot of you know, sex and vomit humor, um, rather than an over the top gore that we saw in bad taste. Um, this this is more of the the, the other forms of nauseating, gross out yeah. humor. Um, <laughs> But I really just love the other the, bodily fluids. The other bodily fluids. <laughs> yeah. I really just love how it, it goes balls to the wall with being as just over the top and ridiculous as it as it wants to be and it can be with this 
Muppet parody. Um, but yeah, the the way that it's it's cut and put together and the, the way that it's, it's kind of packaged doesn't really work that well. There's no real plot. You're, it almost would have been better as just go ahead and do a Muppet Show kind of thing and just, just stick to the vignettes. But there's this, but just like the Muppet Show, there's this little bit of backstage stuff going on. So I see where they were going for, but it it, it kind of loses loses its own place uh, in a lot of parts. Overall, though, it's um, shockingly well done as far as like the puppetry goes. It that really surprised me, like how well that was all done uh, for something as as so outrageous and disgusting. So it's kind of up there with bad taste for me. Uh, maybe not quite as high. But I'm actually going to go with... I think I gave a B- minus to Bad Taste. I'm actually going to go with a C on this one. What about you, Ryan? Uh, um, I... There's going to be a lot of similarities, surprisingly enough. Um, like, this this movie, no doubt, uh, is just... Um, not, not really necessarily just gross, but cruelly gross. It's a cruel movie... Um, and I think it's because, like, that psychology that we have, or, uh, that, uh, where, where, you know, like, when you see cutesy characters, you automatically kind of empathize with them. Like, that's just that kind of built-in thing, you know, big-eyed teddy bear kind of shit. And then you see them in, like, these very, like, low points of humanity moments, um, and just, like, but with the added, like, factor of, uh cartoonish uh depictions of just grossness um mm-hmm. it just it, it 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 it's a weird combination of things uh it's effective like for me for uh for sure it was effective um which it's hard because like i don't this isn't really my thing that's not to say there isn't gross-out humor things that I don't enjoy. I weirdly enough actually do enjoy, like, for example, the YouTuber uh, Meat Cannon. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be some pretty freaky shit. And I have shared some of that with the guys. Uh, <laughs> and I'll get a good fucking laugh out of it. But it's it's a very thin line for me at times. Like, there's bits where it's just like, this kind of works. Other parts where it doesn't. And I think it's where I, like, think of... It makes me think about people in these terrible situations... And like, and it's like, oh, we do this for laughs, and I'm just like, oh man, but you know, like a struggling vet, like a veteran with a heroin addiction who's battling his demons is like, that's a tough one to make fun of and laugh at, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. or um, or Heidi situation where it's just like, it's like that level of like psychological abuse. Uh, and body shaming, and just like, oh, but here's a funny gag where she eats out a bakery. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess that happens. I'm sorry, I'm too busy uh, with the other terrible parts that's happening to this character's inevitable breakdown. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, it, it works. I, this is definitely for certain people. And I can say that uh, Jackson's uh, bold, creative attempt... Uh, at something so massive in terms of just like hey I did bad taste which is like clearly low budget let's push the fucking envelope and make an entire like cast of uh, puppet characters it's just like that's impressive um, and uh, and some of the humor does tickle it, it does kind of work um, I can't 
just because this isn't fully my taste doesn't mean that it isn't something that's like an interest and adventure for the right-minded person or mm-hmm. in this case maybe the wrong-minded person <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, but I think it's like it's one of those litmus tests where you you find out what you can and can't do, uh, or what you're like. Yep, I can walk out of that and say that I have done it. I might not do it again, but I can say that I like this actually more than bad taste. Um, the plot is a fucking mess, but everything else uh, can be good. So I would say like actually a uh, C plus. It's higher than what I gave. I think bad taste. So. Um, yeah, C plus feels about right. Hmm. Yeah, gonna be lots of echoes for me, um, except for the ranking versus bad taste. I think I I like this one a bit less than bad taste, and only because I feel like bad taste is a little more cohesive of a movie. This has far better gross out scenes. Its high moments are much funnier. Like it, it, it hits the high peaks um, more than bad taste does. However. Uh, I feel like there are also lows here. There's there's stuff that doesn't work. There's a narrative, uh, kind of a mishmash. Kind of uh, the narrative doesn't really all come together. I, I guess it does kind of come together at the end, but like getting there, it, it feels a little disjointed and and um, just just isn't as rewarding of a watch. Like I don't think the humor styles is as consistent all the way through. It's got great moments. We mentioned the sodomy song being hilarious. It's got other moments in it that are laugh out loud funny, but it's also got some stuff that's a little. And I think this is probably me from, you know, coming from 2022 looking at this it being a 1989 film. It's got some stuff, like you said, like a lot of the body shame stuff with, with Heidi and just, just the abuse of her. And, and, and I do think you have to abuse that character to get that character to the place you want to take that character at the end of the film. But it's it's a little tough. And then, yeah, the, the Vietnam vet uh, situation. I, I didn't find a whole lot to be funny there. Um, and not because I'm being uptight about it, just because it, it, it was more of a, it was a legitimately sad scenario. Like there wasn't yeah. much to laugh at there. It was just like watching it pulled off with puppets, I think had the proper amount of shock value, but it just, it just, yeah, it was, uh, so a little bit uneven there. Um, doesn't mean I didn't enjoy like the movie. I think it works. It, it's, it's a very good shock value movie. Just seeing these kind of like human lows carried out with cute puppets and stuff is is just yeah it's it's why <laughs> like adult i said swim works pretty well actually yeah yeah it all comes back to that tagline of uh you know from the people that bought, brought you bad taste comes the movie with no taste it's kind of it kind of really sums it up nicely so i think this is ultimately is a c movie i agree with with, with that um but like I said, it's it's got high points that are that are fantastic. It's got low points that make it a little like lesser of a movie. It's just a little uneven for me. So, mm-hmm. uh, definitely something that if you're into um, shock cinema, cult cinema, um, you know, even just a giant Peter Jackson fan and have a strong enough stomach, <laughs> it's uh, uh, definitely worth checking out because it's a uh, yeah. Another thing I wanted to echo is what Ryan said about how impressive it is at at the price point and just coming off a bad taste. To put together an entire cast of puppet characters for uh-huh. a movie is just, you know, this is a, this is another sign, I think, that this is a filmmaker that's going places. So, like, it's it's interesting uh, from that standpoint as well. So, Yeah. I mean, we know where he's gone now. 
yeah, right, right. <laughs> hindsight. Yeah, right. just yeah, it's just like watching it in that historical context. I think is interesting. Yeah. I'm just saying, if there's going to be a multiverse situation where people are like, hey, let's combine all the previous projects of fucking Peter Jackson, that would be quite the interesting combination. <laughs> it I don't sure think would. Strider and Heidi. Uh, yeah. So, what was your grade then, Eric? Uh, a C. A C? Okay. Yeah, yeah so we're yeah. all kind of clustering around the same yeah. area here. and yeah. yeah, so kind of like you said. Go once and again, see it. Go and see it. <laughs> and it's free on Tubi, and you could certainly do worse. It, it will definitely give you something to talk about, that's for sure. Absolutely. Oh, my God. And, and we show hope the that... kids for the love of Christ. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Or no. do and see what time. happens, you know? <laughs> but uh, Therapy for years later, so. But if you have anything to talk about regarding Meet the Feebles and want to share any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms, please feel free to send those to the Video Junk Your Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod and on Instagram and Facebook at our main Video Junk Your Podcast pages. If you write it, we'll read it, and we look forward to hearing from you. And if you uh, like what you hear and want to help us produce more of these podcasts, head over to patreon.com slash podcast where you can make a very small donation to help us create more of the podcast. And in return, we'll give you the ability to pick movies that we'll review on the podcast as well as some uh, exclusive content, content a few times a year. Um, certainly uh, don't have to donate to come back and join us next time for more... Uh, exciting movies next time we're going to watch uh the john waters film female trouble uh followed by a uh patron pick uh cemetery man then we're going to plow into the holiday season we're going to watch gremlins black christmas and new year's evil and also i think we'll leave a little bit of space for uh your holiday pick if anybody wants to recommend uh something for us uh good christmas film that you think doesn't get the attention that it's uh deserves or maybe a uh so bad it's good christmas movie that you want us to sit suffer through um give us your send your picks our way and we'll uh try to get something on this holiday season um yeah hope you come back and join us and we want to thank you once again for listening to the video junk your podcast and we hope that you've enjoyed it and you'll share it around and until next time i'm joe peterson i'm miracle branson i'm ryan seiskel and here's a song about sodomy don't worry if you feel ashamed, it's been around for years. Thousands more than can be named are interested in reels. Don't worry about hell, no harm will come to your soul. We're not all Pentecostal, but everybody's got an asshole. Let me tell you about sodomy. You must think it very odd me. But I enjoy the act of sodomy. You might call it off a bar on me. But if you try to, then you might agree that you enjoy the act of sodomy. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. On Twitter at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening. 
and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard.